It's time now for Love Talk with Evelyn Davison and Carrie Brinkater. Their guest today is Dr. Ted Elmore. Thank you, John. Uh, it is a beautiful day in our neighborhood, and this is Evelyn Davison. I want to thank you for joining us for Love Talk here at 1120 AM radio station KTXW, The Bridge, which is Central Texas Christian Talk. And we are celebrating 33 years this month, Miss Carrie. Oh, my stars, Miss Evelyn. I just, I, I cannot, I cannot believe how you have blessed this area for over 30 years. You are such a testament to not only longevity, but to the power of prayer. Oh, it is. Because that's I, how it all started, <laughs> right, Miss Evelyn? It is. And you know me, I'm so excited, stay excited about so many things, but mm-hmm. I get excited about Dr. Ted Elmore because he is, he is a great guy. But you know, it, it's a time right now God's working and we're to pray and praise Him. And our focus today, uh, Carrie, is going to be prayer makes a difference. Well, it's definitely made a difference in your life, Miss Evelyn, and every time I'm around you, I look at you and I realize that, um, listeners, you have to kind of understand, Miss Evelyn moved here, um, goodness, what, how, how long ago did you move to Austin? 1969, okay. 48 years ago. And she started her ministry with a sign in her yard that said, Women Praying Here Today. <laughs> And that's how it all started. And well, I had to make some new friends. And, you know, <laughs> I want to get the right kind. Oh, I'm kidding. But, you know, we know two things. that It does make a difference in our life, in our family, and in our nation. And uh, there are three things that are involved in this. First of all is it's it's an act of worship to pray. We take praise and prayer and put it together, and that's an act of worship. Jesus said, first thing you do when they said... We want you to teach us how to pray. Mm-hmm. He said, okay, hallowed be thy name. We're speaking to the Father, and holy is his name. And then we got to work at it. You know, you pray, and you work, and you pray. And then, of course, all of this takes what? It takes, it takes courage, Miss Evelyn. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, to we, we think that our prayers um, are just a lot of times just asking God for something. But, you know, really, Miss Evelyn, it's us asking the Lord to put us in his will. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just, okay, Lord, I really I really need your direction for this new job or need your direction for this relationship. It's, Lord, give me, put me in your will. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be able to see your path. And um, I, I just see it important. like following the footprints of Jesus. Mm-hmm. You know, as it goes. I said that one time <clears throat> to a pastor. He said, "What do you mean the footprints of Jesus?" I said, "Well, you know that old poem. You know, mm-hmm. you look in the sand, and there's just two steps, of, and then the next time there's not but one, and they're holy." And uh, I said, "That's what life is. Sometimes you hit the holes." But you know, as we talk today, we're going to talk to one of one of our wonderful friends, and that's Dr. Ted Elmore. Would you introduce him for us, Carrie? Absolutely. Oh, listeners, we, you are in for a treat today. We have Dr. Ted Elmore here with us. He's a longtime prayer partner serving Texas. Currently, he's serving the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention as the pastor 
of Church Relations, and he's also the prayer strategist. Uh, he has served as a pastor, an interim pastor, an evangelist. Um, he's been the state convention leader for, goodness, 13 years in both evangelism and prayer. Uh, he holds a Master of Divinity degree and a Doctor of Ministry degrees from Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. And he's married to his lovely bride, Cheryl. They have four grown children. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Elmer. Welcome to Love Talk. Well, thank you, Carrie and Miss Evelyn. It's a privilege to be with you. How's Miss Cheryl doing and your family? She is doing so well, I'm having a hard time keeping up with her. She (laughs) is phenomenal. And, uh, you know, you mentioned 1969 is when you came to Austin. We were married in 1968. We were both just kids. And uh, both of us tell folk, don't do what we did. Don't do this. But... uh, God has blessed us and kept us together. If I had a thousand lifetimes, I'd do it over every one of them. Mm. Are you a native Texan, or are you one of those that got here as fast as you could? I got here as fast as I could. <laughs> I grew up in East Tennessee, and, and you know, I always watched the Lone Ranger on television when I was a kid, and uh, had a love for Texas, and uh, I did. I, I literally got here as fast as I could, and... Uh, it has been a wonderful journey. That that is that is amazing. Well, I am a native Texan, and so I I can identify with you. I think we we wear that proudly. <laughs> we kind of wear yes, that. Yes, we do. That badge I... proudly. Um, well, Doctor Elmore, you have had quite a career. As a young person, how did God first speak to your heart? Well, I, I grew up in small rural churches in East Tennessee. And uh, I'm made, and I don't mean to disparage this, but I made what for us was the obligatory profession of faith. Um, I think I was sincere at 11 years of age, but I think I was so inoculated uh, with the teachings of our church and wonderful Christian parents, I didn't fully understand. But I didn't tell anybody. And uh, I watched those saints of God when we would have the fall revival meeting. And we did that because people set their crops aside. Uh, They harvested in August and they had time. Those were farming communities. And every night we would gather at the church 45 minutes early. Mm -hmm. The women would go into a Sunday school room and pray. And the men would go out, uh, unless it was raining, they would go out into a wooded area and get on their knees in a pine Mm -hmm. thicket on those pine needles and pray. And us little boys, we were throwing baseballs and footballs around. But that made an indelible image. And I saw God move in those revival meetings and saw grown people come to Christ that was a result of answered prayer. And I think that seed was planted there and it germinated when uh, I actually came to the Lord in 1970. Uh, In August of 1970, everything just came together and I was convicted deeply of my sin and repented and and just said, Jesus, I want you to have my life. I didn't pray the typical, quote, sinner's prayer, unquote. I just said, Jesus, I want you to have everything. And uh, my wife came to Christ six months later. And the Lord called us into ministry. And so we learned to pray because we couldn't do this on our own. We had to have divine help. Mm-hmm. And, and that's literally the truth. We, we learned to pray 
because uh, of need and recognizing that need. Wow. You know, it's I I think about that picture of women praying and, you know, Ms. Evelyn is such a testament to that. And I think more so you say the men went out and they got on their knees on the pine needles outside and, and they were praying. And I see that as something that we're missing right now, Dr. Elmore. We're missing strong men to stand up and say, I'm going to have courage. I'm going to fight for my family. I'm going to fight for um, what I know is right. Um, are you are you seeing that in some of your churches? Are you seeing strong younger men uh, step up to have the same kind of, I guess, fortitude and backbone that you saw from these um, men that you were growing up? We actually are. We have a network with the Southern Baptist of Texas Convention called Next Gen Pastors. And these are the 20s and 30-somethings, under 40. Now, uh, some of the guys over 40 want to get in on that, so we're sort of expanding. But I'm seeing young pastors that have looked at the past and looked at the very negatives that you're talking about and have made the commitment to themselves, to the Lord, and to their churches, I want to be different. And so they're immersing themselves in scriptures, and they are bold. They really are. And I think God is doing a great work. It's I don't see it coming from the big platforms and the big events we have. Mm-hmm. I see it coming more from the grassroots, and I, I think that's a healthy thing. Well, and I think I think our young men of today, these um, quote-unquote millennials, you know, that you're talking about, these 20s and 30s, they're very different. You know, I, I also grew up in a very traditional um, church, and they're very different than the older men that I just I I grew to just love and cherish about with their wise words but you know different doesn't necessarily mean better or worse it's just different they you know the the I guess kind of the pathway that some of our millennials are taking um, doesn't look like us, you know, traditional Baptist maybe or, or traditional Christian. But I think that's okay. We're reaching so many different people with different, the same gospel truth coming from the Bible, teaching Jesus. It just looks a little bit different. The approach is different. Sure it is, and and I don't see them doing anything different than I did. Mm -hmm. I'm not finished by any stretch of the imagination. (laughs) But I'm in my sixth decade. I remember when uh, I was in law enforcement when God called me to ministry, and what my pastor recommended then, which I would not recommend now, but it was just sell out and go finish your college and then go to seminary. Mm-hmm. We have the availability of so much online now. Mm-hmm. I would not encourage someone to incur debt mm-hmm. and leave their yeah. profession because they can do so much. Ultimately, they do have to move, but right now they don't. But in those days, I had dreams and visions in my heart. We came, uh, finished college and. Southwest Baptist University in Missouri, a wonderful school, came to Southwestern Seminary. I met Dr. Roy Fish, who was a mentor and a yeah. friend uh, till the day he died. And uh, uh, Dr. Fish was a man of prayer. But I had those dreams. I wanted mm-hmm. to see God move. I wanted to be used of God. And so in my generation, I did what was available. Yeah. And I believe that's all these guys are doing. 
They have dreams and visions from the Lord. They're using the current methodology, social media, etc. And I'm just excited about them. I, I, I want to see them succeed. Well, I agree with you, Dr. Yes. Elmore. You know, it is exciting to see what God's doing. But Frank and Graham came out with a uh, bulletin this week that said one out of every four people in Texas do not profess to know Jesus Christ as Savior. I want us to talk about that when we come back and what your vision is for revival right after this. Stay with us for Love Talk. Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar. Hail damage specialists, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small for you and your car. Now at three locations. South at 4501 South Congress. North at 8808 Research Boulevard. And new Northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. You know, the world has changed, and getting connected is really no longer a trend. It's a reality. And it's happening all around you, leaving you to wonder how do you get connected to your customers while staying ahead of the digital revolution and your competition. Well, Texas SEO is a Christian-based online marketing company, and they're the partner you can always rely on to navigate through the ever-evolving digital landscape. To schedule your free consultation and digital analysis, call Texas SEO at 1-888-988-9736 or visit the website texasseo.com or simply Google Christian SEO Company and you'll find them in the first position. George Christensen and his family at Casa Mechanical Services are longtime friends and sponsors for Love Talk, Love Walk. These CASA friends are professionals with more than 40 years' experience in providing heating, air conditioning, plumbing, and electrical services in the Austin area. If your heating isn't heating, your cooling isn't cooling, or your drains aren't draining, well, then you need to call our friends at CASA at 334-7300. They provide sales and service on all major brands from professionals you can trust. So big jobs or little jobs, it doesn't matter. Call CASA at 334-7300. Let's return now to Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and their guest, Dr. Ted Elmore. Welcome back to today's Christian Talk. You are here on The Bridge, and this is Love Talk with Ms. Evelyn Davison, and I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. Thank you so much for joining us today. On the line, we have a wonderful friend, Dr. Ted Elmore, who's been a champion for prayer, and we're just talking about how things um, have changed a little bit, but yet they're still the same, which is which is really great. We're still teaching about Jesus. We're bringing people to Jesus through prayer, and that's what it's all about. Thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Elmore. Miss um, Evelyn, before the break, she mentioned that Franklin Graham came out with a statement that said one out of every four people in Texas would, would say that they don't really know Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. And as we talk about the word revival, 
When I was growing up, um, our church had a revi- had revivals. Um, even as a young adult, a young married person, my husband and I attended a very tiny little Baptist church out in, right outside of Brenham, Texas, Independence, and we still had the traditional revivals every year. And you were talking about the revivals at your church growing up, Dr. Elmore, um, that were in the fall after the crops had been harvested. Today, what does revival look like? Well, we don't really know because we haven't seen much of it. Amen. Um, But we have glimpses. We have mercy drops. And uh, I believe one of the greatest definitions is in Acts 3.19 when uh, the apostle says, Repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. That time of refreshing may come from the Lord. I love that phrase, Mm -hmm. times of refreshing. Mm -hmm. And I I believe that's inclusive of salvation. It's inclusive of believers drawing closer to the Lord. And so we see the mercy drops in different places. And I'm looking for those little pools of refreshing to come together into the flow of a mighty stream. Mercy. Uh, We've seen in this horrible flood that's in South Texas, Mm. as the water recedes where there's no flow, you wind up with all kinds of bad stuff in those pools. They breed mosquitoes. There's nothing Mm -hmm. good in that. But where there is flow, the land is cleansed. And in revival, there's the flow of the Spirit of God, and the soul is cleansed, and the church is cleansed, and often the land is cleansed. Well, you know, I mentioned Franklin Graham and his tour, Decision America, and he's coming to Round Rock on October the 16th. And we're we're working a big city thing on this with fireworks and music by Crowder and then Franklin's message of hope and love. Uh, It's pretty big time in Austin, Dr. Ted. How, How is that developing in Waco? Because we go all the way up to Hillsborough with our station. You do. I, I know that various churches are involved in that. Uh, in, in the early days, one of the Graham representatives asked me for the names of some pastors throughout Texas that might be involved, and and I gave him the names of good men that I know that have influence and and have an evangelistic heart. So I, I believe that's coming. You know, Waco is a university town, and all <laughs> yeah. university towns are a little bit different than other places and so there's some really good possibilities that can happen there and I, I'm excited about that it uh, uh, it has a historical precedent and I love that absolutely absolutely I love how you use the term mercy drops that sounds like something Miss Evelyn would say in one of her catchy uh, catchy catchy phrases um, mercy drops um, in First John, it just reminds me that in First John five fourteen it says, "This is the confidence we have in approaching God, that if we ask anything to, according to His will, He hears us." And I, I really believe that about prayer and about these about your ministry that. These little mercy drops cause ripples all over the place, mm-hmm. and um, the Lord hears those prayers, and uh, and and is and is responding. It may not be in the way we would necessarily want, but He's definitely responding to us, and we don't have to be afraid that He doesn't hear us. Now, Doctor Elmore, 
you work specifically in a denominational structure, but how does that contribute to the overall body of Christ? Well, I'm glad you asked that. Uh, I, I, denominational structures, when, it, when I was a young pastor, and I loved being uh, on the bridge in Central Texas because my first pastorate was Calvary Baptist Church in Hamilton, Texas. And I, I love Central Texas people, and we have good friends from those days. Um, we had Bill Bright visit our church. We had one of the laymen in the church that was a supporter of Campus Crusade for Christ, and Dr. Bright was in the process of funding the Jesus film, so he came to visit this man for a weekend. And the layman invited my wife and I to come out and have lunch. And I looked at Dr. Bright, and honestly, as I look back, I'm ashamed. I was the young pastor trying to impress this great man. And so I said, Dr. Bright, don't you think if denominations, if we were really right with God, we'd all be together? And he looked at me and grinned, and he said, well, I'd like to disagree with that. He said, I believe that evangelical denominations are used of God as iron sharpening iron. We yes. hold one another accountable. Mm-hmm. Yes. So I, I see great value in that. And in denominational life, it, it is a consistency. We plant churches. So we plant churches that have the same uh, doctrinal belief system. Doctrine is not wrong. It's just what the Bible teaches and how we interpret in context. So there will be different expressions of that. But yet none of us uh, have, in my words, a franchise on Jesus. Oh, I love that. And in that wider <laughs> body of Christ, he is Lord. Uh-huh. He's Lord of all. He's Lord of Methodists, the Baptists, the Presbyterians. Yeah. Now, that doesn't mean we always do everything that's right, but it does mean that there is one body, and it's the body of Christ, and we are his bride. And so when I hear people disparage denominations, I, I think, you know, you're really criticizing a part of the body of Christ. Now, uh, there may be things that my wife and I might disagree with, and, and I may want her to do some things. She may want me to do some things, <laughs> and we don't see things exactly alike. Mm-hmm. But I don't want you criticizing her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's my bride. Yeah. Right. I love her. Yeah. I love her unconditionally. Mm-hmm. And I believe we ought to look at the church like that. You know, that's, that is the thing that we have, on, have in common. It is a common bond that we all love the Lord Jesus. Some of us don't know him very well. But, uh, you know, that's one of the things I think the local church does so well these days is how we focus <clears throat> in seeing relationships develop. And, and I, you know, one of the things that my husband and I worked so hard on, and I've done this, in fact, uh, Franklin Graham gave me a, a new Bible, 15-year anniversary for Operation Christmas Child. And that's when churches come together. And we have a lot of things. We have events in Austin where, you know, where we have a lot of churches come together. But, you know, it is so important that we see the world as it really is, Dr. Ted, and some, you know, you reach one person one way and you reach another person another way. And the best example of that in my life, I know it was my dad. You know, I prayed for him for 38 years. And uh, just one day out of the blue, he was watching television, watching uh, Richard DeHaan. And he understood that he 
what it really meant to be a Christian and invite Jesus Christ into your heart. And so all these things come together. Uh, but, you know, one of the things that I that I really love about you, Dr. Teddy, is you are so prolific <laughs> in the things that you do in the program and, and in the books. And he's he is, God has used you greatly in the written word. And I want to talk about that. Uh, Becoming Fruitful in Your Jerusalem is a wonderful title. What does that mean? Well, John 15, Jesus talks about the believer uh, bearing fruit, more fruit, and much fruit as we abide in him. (laughs) This is a fruity story. (laughs) It is a fruity story. And uh, I I thought of that when I began to write that. This is a a product of years, and it's not yet uh, in publication, but uh, I've compiled some things. I've worked for two Baptist conventions in Texas, and at the other one, I, I wrote a piece called Praying the Heart of God, and obviously when you work for somebody else, uh, they own those intellectual properties. So uh, I've had to sort of rewrite and redo, but I focused on helping people, uh, helping believers to understand the nature of lostness and how to pray for a person far from Christ. And then not only that, but how to build relationships. Relationships, You know, that is such a key. Uh, We have God wired us with uh, what behaviorists call four different personality types. Now, that's not wrong. God wired us like that. We're all different. So how does a person in a particular personality reach people? Relationship is probably Mm -hmm. one of the most non-proper nouns in the English language because you never win someone that you first alienate. And so as we build relationships and learn how to do that and learn how to pray, uh, if we learn the biblical teaching on the nature of lostness, we come in the opposite spirit. If, If Scripture tells me that a lost person has been blinded to the gospel, then my prayer is, Lord, open their eyes. And then ultimately, how to share the gospel with them. And there are many wonderful approaches to sharing the gospel. Personally, I don't begin with the benefits of the gospel. I'm really, uh, everybody wants to go to heaven that has a brain in their head or knows anything about the gospel. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) I don't start there. I, I start, I learned this from Billy Graham. And I did not know him personally. I've met him twice, knew his associates. But I heard him speak at Amsterdam, one of the Amsterdam conferences for evangelists. And he talked about meeting with presidents and, and rulers of nations. And he would ask them, what do you think of Jesus? Yeah. So my conversation, I learned from that. And if I'm talking with someone, I begin, are you a person of faith? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they say are no, I say I am, and uh, I follow Jesus. Tell me what you think of Jesus. Mm-hmm. If they say yes, I go the same direction. Uh, and and I ask them what they think of Jesus. And from that, we engage as far as they'll go. I never played football, but I've watched these quarterbacks. They always take what the defense gives them. And so that's the same way in sharing the gospel with someone. You you go as far as they are open to that. And if you can't harvest the fruit, don't bruise the fruit because there will be another day. You know, that is so true, Dr. Ted. And when, you know, that is the thing about Jesus that's like his father. Because the scripture says in First John, God is love. 
God is loving. We've got to have a love for him, a love enough for him that we can take ourselves into those situations. Like down in Houston right now when so many people are so hungry. You know, he broke bread. He did many things. And so it's not sometimes a matter of us if we're going to share the gospel. It is that we we start with Jesus, you know. I love that. I, I think that's a, a winning, winning uh, question. And when we come back, we want to talk a little bit about, you know, we have a new uh, president in National Day of Prayer, uh, Dr. Ronnie Floyd. I know he's your friend. Yes, <laughs> uh, yes. And we are really, uh, he has set up this nation on a course to pray for God's great awakening. And so I want to know, and I want us to talk about how you know the pastors see this next move of God. What are you expecting out of the prayers that we're praying today? So let's take our break, uh, John, and when we get back, we'll talk with Dr. Ted Elmore again about how do you and other pastors see God moving in this nation? Tim Smith Landscaping. Wow, these guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-0093 or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. Hi, friends. This is Kathy Enderbrock with Let's Pray Today Ministries. Are you struggling in your marriage with anxiety and depression? Have rebellious kids or, or just want to pray for your children? Maybe you simply don't know where to start in prayer. We specialize in creating the tools to help you learn how to pray and pray effectively in a variety of life issues. Get your free MP3 download today on the topic of your choice. Go to www.letspraytoday.com and click on shop for your free audio prayer download. Become a friend on Facebook and let us know what prayer topic you need help with. Information you want on the world of culture, the world of entertainment, the world of finances. Information you need for your world. Today's Christian Talk 1120, The Bridge. Time for another segment of Love Talk with Evelyn Davison, Carrie Brinkater, and their guest, Dr. Ted Elmore. Welcome back to The Bridge, today's Christian talk. And remember, listeners, we want you to know that we have an app. So if you are not readily available um, right here in Central Texas, maybe you're traveling over the weekend, you can download the Bridge app on your phone, and you can listen from anywhere. Last weekend, I was actually... um, out of town, I was kind of traveling around and uh, pulled up my app and listened to our show at two o'clock, Miss Evelyn, and there yeah. we were on the app, just happy. And, well, you um, know, we're we're on after for this particular program, we're on after Baylor football. Yes, and so uh, get that app on your phone, and you, it, your car may not pick it up wherever you are, but you can uh, you can tune us in on you uh, on your. Uh, 
earphone radio. On your, mo- on your mobile <laughs> device. That's right. That's right. And thank you so much to our sponsors who are so faithful um, every single week. And um, Evelyn's done a great job in keeping many of her sponsors for all of these 30-plus years. So thank you to those wonderful sponsors. Mm-hmm. Today you're listening to Dr. Ted Elmore. He is um, a... A, uh, a pastor and a prayer leader. He's the prayer, prayer strategist for the Southern Baptist. Am I getting that right, Dr. El- Elmore? You're, you're the, that's your official title, the prayer strategist? Yes. Uh, officially, what does that I'm an associate in the church relations, but one of my assignments is prayer strategy. Okay. And uh, I, I tell folks, you got to pay me to do everything else, but that's the one that I'll do free. <laughs> God has called me to that. Oh, that is wonderful. That is wonderful. Well, as we are talking about prayer, and that is your specialty, we are seeing a, a movement in Austin where Dr. Ronnie Floyd and several, uh, who is the new um, president of the National Day of Prayer, he is leading a charge for pastors to call their churches to pray. And there's been a movement in Austin, pastors coming together, praising and praying. How how do you and other pastors see God moving this nation? Well, that's a very good question, and I think it would depend, the, the response would depend on whom you're talking with. And for me, from my perspective, uh, I am seeing God move in what we would call, some would call, the margins of society. Now, I've used that term, and some have said, don't use that. It's a very good missiological term. It's a very good sociological term. But it does not mean that these people are less value, but they are on the fringes. They've been pushed to the side. They're not in the leadership. They're not on the platforms. But those churches are seeing God do things in their church and I talked just yesterday with a <clears throat> very close friend of mine who uh, is African-American by race, and I only bring that up. We're friends regardless of anything. But I bring that up to say he is uh, traveling nationwide, and he told me that all of these folks that are talking about the decline of the church have not factored in the African-American church. It's growing. And, and so... Regardless of whether you're in an Asian church in Frisco, I could name one there that God is using mightily. Um, we, we have those pastors that are not well known that are in these small churches pushed to the side in some ways, but not in others, and, and the poor uh, of, of our cities. God is doing a great work, and I myself believe that he's bringing revival to this nation, and that's where it's beginning. It will come from the grassroots up. And I'm seeing pastors in East Texas. We have a pastor that has what he calls man church. And every month they have about 200 men in a meeting. Uh, another church in another part of the state came to a, a workshop that we did on prayer and went back, and about a year later, his church was declining, and he told me just this past summer, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, pray. And he said, I began to pray. Mm-hmm. And then I began to call my people to prayer. He said, we had young couples living together. We were declining in attendance. He said, the offerings were low. 
And I began to call for prayer meetings, and he said, our prayer meeting now has 200 in attendance, and young couples are coming to me and saying, Pastor, we need to get married. We're in sin. And he said, our offerings are up, and our attendance is up. And he said, it's because God is answering prayer. Wow. Well, I, I think you've kind of, you know, to go back to some of our past segments and, and to kind of bring it all together, there's several things that you've said that I think are very, very important to reiterate. Number one, you talked about mercy drops. Number two, you talked about being accountable to each other. You talked and you talked about um, th- these people, you said the margins of society. I, I really believe that the Lord calls us, and you talked about relationship really believe that the Lord calls us, no matter what, Dr. Elmore, to love people right where they are. Right. Period. Exactly right. No matter what, the Lord calls us to love people right where they are. And it doesn't matter, uh, short, tall, white, black, brown, blue eyes, black hair, it doesn't matter. The Lord says, we we all look the same to Jesus. I'm convinced Mm -hmm. about that. And... The relationships that we make with people matter, and how we treat people matters. And just like you said, this grassroots, I, I really believe some of our great, our greatest movements in society have started from, the, as you call it, the grassroots mm-hmm. and built from there. I agree. And um, and, and I, I, I'm I'm heartened that you are seeing that because you're out there every day. Um, in these prayer prayer journeys that you're taking as as a prayer looking for prayer strategy and you're out there and you're seeing this and I think that that's really wonderful. You okay, know if I could share with you for and I'll try to be brief but a little historical vignette in Texas that demonstrates that um, uh, in the Brenham area in Independence area in the 1840s uh, 1830s Uh, There was a little church with 12 members, and a pastor called for a revival meeting. He had a pastor come from a long distance, and they had a revival meeting. They doubled in attendance. They baptized so many people on the banks of the river there, and it was out of that meeting. And now I'm not – this is not just my – it is my research to an extent, but I'm quoting a historical scholar uh, a British scholar that researched this. And those men went on to be founders of Baylor University. Yes, they mm-hmm. did. Mm-hmm. And in 1946, on the campus of that university, there there was a Japanese gentleman who was a student. World War II was just over. And he called for a prayer meeting, some of his buddies, to pray for him. Out of that prayer meeting, God moved in that city in revival. It was student-led. Men like Bo Baker, uh, Mm -hmm. Dick Baker, his brother, who was one of the most fabulous musicians ever, they formed revival teams. And in Southern Baptist life, that was the beginning of the youth-led revival movement nationwide, and you see the result of it just the other day at See You at the Pole all over the nation. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's what God can do. Well, Dr. Ted, I am a product of that time. Um, I was uh, a freshman in high school uh, at the end of World War II, and uh, I did not come from a Christian family. And in the little town of Cleveland, Texas, they put up 
two 18-wheeler trailers together to make a stage. And every Saturday, we would go, we, all that community would go down to that, that center, that little courtyard there in the center of Cleveland. And the kids would sing patriotic songs. They'd sell war bonds and all that. But you know, one of the things they always ended with was to pray for our nation. Mm-hmm. Pray for America. They did. And the thing that to me is so phenomenal about that is in 1946, Mm-hmm. We had just fought a war with Japan. We yeah. had dropped two nuclear warheads on two cities in Japan. Yeah. Tensions had to have been high. I was not alive. I, I had not yet discovered America. But when you look back and you think that God took a Japanese believer mm-hmm. whose nation had been our enemy and used that man to start an awakening on that campus and in that city, mm-hmm. and the fruit of it remains to this day in the youth-led revival movement that right. every Baptist convention, including ours, does. Right. That just, ooh, I, I get chill bombs. I say, Lord, do it again. Do it however you want to. But it came from a source that no one would have thought. Well, we tell you to take our last break, Dr. Ted. We come back, we want to talk about the... Uh, four priorities that Ronnie Floyd has called this nation to right after this. So stay with us, please. Hi, this is John Codry. You know, every day we're constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Well, isn't it time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answer is yes, then you need the Good News Journal, published by our very own Evelyn Davison. With a healthy dose of happiness, hope, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed for free at hundreds of locations throughout Central Texas, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, H-E-B, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries and churches and did we say that it's free for advertising information or to have an article published call 512-249-6535 that's the good news journal an inspirational patriotic journal published quarterly to bring you the lord's good news the good news journal 512-249-6535 and you can also read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net tim smith landscaping wow These guys know what they're doing. Tim Smith has been taking care of landscaping since he was knee-high to a yucca. And they can come to your house and turn a yucky-looking yard into a show place. Take a drab, boring commercial or residential piece of property and turn it into a place that you'll be proud to call home or proud to call your business. There's simply no better choice for landscaping than Tim Smith. 512-848-0659 or 512-258-009. Or www.timsmithlandscaping.com. One more segment of Love Talk right now with Evelyn Davison, also Carrie Brinkater, and their guest, Dr. Ted O'Moore. Welcome back, friends, to today's Christian Talk. You're here on the bridge, and we're so glad you're joining us, whether you're in your car, whether you're sitting at home, or whether you're listening to us on the app. We thank you so much for joining us. Um, I am Coach Carrie Brinkater. Of course, you know Miss Evelyn Davison, the voice of Love Talk. <laughs> and we are having a wonderful conversation today with Dr. Ted Elmore, who um, is 
just a wonderful person that has done so much for prayer um, over many, many years. He serves the Southern Baptist uh, Convention as a pastor of church relations, associate pastor of church relations, and a prayer strategist. And he's he's just done great work. And Dr. Elmore, um, Ronnie Floyd is the new head of National Day of Prayer, and he has called America to wake up and to, to pray. I just think that sometimes prayer just gets shoved aside or we use it because we think it's going to gain us something instead of just talking to the Lord as our best friend, um, like we'd be talking, you know, to, to anyone. And obviously there's a reverence there, but the Lord wants us to stay in constant communication with him, Miss mm-hmm. Evelyn. And, and I think that that's so important. And Dr. Ronnie Floyd says uh, the, the first step is to ask God to bring together his church in America as a witness to the world. Dr. Elmore, can you can you talk us through that? Well, I, I think that's a very wonderful challenge, and I thank God for Dr. Floyd, and I thank God for you all and appreciate being with you these times. Um, I, I believe that God wants to do a very wonderful work that has uh, history in the Old Testament and in the New Testament. For all of us in denominations and all of us in parachurch organizations, we have to realize that we don't exist in the Bible. Mm-hmm. The Old Testament talks about my people who are called by my name. The New Testament talks about the church, the same thing, the people of God. And, and so when, when I come to Christ... Uh, I'm created in the image of God in Acts 17, one blood. So I have commonality with every human being on the face of this earth. When I come to Christ, I'm covered by the blood of Jesus. And again, there is a blood covenant. There's a commonality. That trumps every human organization there is. And when God moves, he wants to move among his people. Mm-hmm. I asked the great revivalist J. Edwin Orr a number of years ago. Uh, again, I was a young guy. And um, I'm telling you, I, I'm ashamed of some of the dumb questions I ask in my younger days. But I, I said, Dr. Orr, do you believe God's going to give Southern Baptist revival? And he looked at me and he said, well, I've been asked that question before. He said, but let me, let me say this. He, he said, why would he do that? And I didn't have an answer. And he answered it. He grinned and he said, when God moves in revival, it is to bless all of his people. Right. Why would he just give it to one portion of his people? Well, you know, we have to ask God, but we also have to trust him. And and that's what we're doing, Dr. Ted, with our new book, Praising and Praising, Praising and Praying Across America. And uh, yes. in just uh, a couple, in about two weeks, Van and I'll be going to Colorado Springs for the annual summit for National Day of Prayer. And um, I'm going to ship books to them. Every coordinator in the United States of America has an opportunity to get a copy of this book. So, basically, we've got to trust him. We've got to praise him for what we believe our nation needs and for his will, his word, his will for our leaders. And that is so important today. The third one is appeal to God to bring the next great spiritual awakening in America to our generation. Have our generation seen a great wave? Mm-hmm. 
I, I, I believe that we're seeing the mercy drops as we talked earlier. And uh, when when I appeal to the Lord for revival, uh, that transcends any political party. It transcends any politician. It transcends uh, even our economic form of capitalism. I, I'm not asking for alternates to that, but I'm not asking for revival to save that. I'm asking for revival to save people. Amen. <laughs> and uh, we want to be in line with that which Christ died for. And so, yes, I love I love our nation, and, and Dr. Floyd is exactly right. We need to pray for our nation and appeal mm-hmm. for the transformation of the gospel. You, you know, I, it's so true to, to save people. I think that's the, the key word there. I was actually at a a dinner party last Friday night with my husband's work and um, a good friend said to me, well, Carrie, you know, what do you think about the situation with North Korea and the president? And I kind of chuckled and I, I quipped off something, you know, I, I, I didn't really want to get in a political conversation, but she right. said to me, she said, you know what, Carrie, we just need to pray. Mm-hmm. And I thought, gosh, believe. you are so right. Yeah. And it, it's the truth. You know, we see all of these things going on that are out, out really outside of our control. Mm-hmm. And it can make us feel a bit powerless. And the Lord calls us to pray. All of those things where we just kind of shake our heads and we don't know what's going to happen. The Lord calls us to be in prayer for our leaders, Miss Evelyn, for our president, our vice president, and honestly, for the leaders of other nations. Right. To pray for them. Yeah, we've got to pray. Well, we've got to I, trust I, I, God. we got to believe him. You know, it's one thing, I think, Dr. Ted, to say that um, we trust him. Uh, but what we got to do is to believe that we can be used by him to make a difference in our nation. You know, the last uh, few weeks, months, my wife and I have been praying about some things that really I would like to keep private at this point. But uh, uh, there's some very substantive things we've been praying for. And I began reading the prayer promises of Jesus. Ask. Seek, mm-hmm. knock, knock, those things. And uh, when my wife went through cancer in 2011, mm-hmm. that rocked our world. And God taught me so much from that out of Luke 11. So I've gone back to that. By the way, she's cancer-free. Yay. And we thank God for that. But in looking at all of these things, I had to revisit my own heart and say, do you really believe this? Mm-hmm. And... God has done a fresh work in me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to hear one of my great heroes, Jim Cimbala, at Hyde Park Church in Austin here a few weeks ago, right. and uh, listening to him and just uh, the faith-building uh, encouragement in his sermon. And we are beginning to see God move in some of those ways. But you're right, Miss Evelyn, it's believing prayer. Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Ted, we certainly want to thank you for joining us today. We won't do this again. As we get moving into the Thanksgiving season, we're going to be um, really pushing hard to, for people to set aside, not use all their time up, but set aside a special time every day, seven minutes 
when they can speak to the Lord Jesus Christ through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, we have those that are not, that are listening today that don't know him. Uh, could you in about one minute tell us how, if a young man or a young woman, uh, maybe one of the Baylor students is listening, how they can Well, have... I would say to you, uh, with all of the love of my heart, that God created you because he loves you and you are very special. And he wants a relationship with you. But that relationship has been ruined by what the Bible calls sin. And that's when we choose to do our own thing instead of God's. And that can lead to some really broken lives and broken world. But that relationship can be restored by what Jesus did at the cross. When he died on the cross, he died in our place for our sin. And God accepted that sacrifice, that death, as an atonement, a covering for my sin and for yours. But you've got to respond. And there's no such thing as a one-way relationship. So if right now you would open your heart and say, Jesus, I believe that you died for me, and I believe that God raised you from the dead. Take control of my life. Help me live for you, and I will confess you as Lord. He will come into your life, and you don't have to say those exact words. Just make it your own prayer and trust him and find a church that teaches the Bible and talk to that pastor about how you can grow in this new relationship. Well, we certainly want to thank you, Dr. Ted. Carrie, give us the number for Dr. Um, Dr. Ted, could you give us your contact information? In case yes, anybody I would be wants pleased to reach to. you. My email address is tlmore at sbtexas.com. And uh, our phone number here is 817-552-2500. And then our website, sbtexas.com slash prayer. And that will open some opportunities. And if anyone would love to call, I speak in churches. I lead seminars. And if you would love to contact me here, then I can give you further contact information and uh, uh, help you any way that would be pleasing to the Lord and helpful to you. Well, give that Miss share a big hug for us today. And thank you so much, Dr. Ted. Uh, Thank you, Miss Evelyn. I love you. Thank you you for all you do. Listeners, thank you for joining us on Love Talk. If you'd like to see any of our archives, go to lovetalknetwork.com. We'll be back with you here next week. Have a wonderful week.
Hi, this is Steve Washburn, pastor at First Baptist Church, Pflugerville. We're the ones who just built that beautiful new 33,000-square-foot worship center there on Pecan Street, just as in town. Say, listen, if you're looking for a church home, I wish you'd come check us out. Lots of other folks sure are. We're one of the fastest-growing fellowships in the Austin area. We're trying our best to offer something for everyone. No matter what your situation in life, you'll find good friends here. I know I'm biased, but I believe we have some of the most uplifting worship services you'll find anywhere. Many of you are familiar with Tom Cotter and his praise band, By Design. Well, we're fortunate to have them leading our modern worship experience at the 11 o'clock hour on Sunday mornings. That's our largest and fastest growing group. But I'm also excited about something new we're trying in our 9 o'clock hour. Daniel Reclue is one of the area's most gifted choral directors, and he has reinvented one of the only genuinely traditional worship services in the area for those of you who are boomers and long to return to the joyful worship of your youth. Listen, Google us at First Baptist Pflugerville and come see us. Hi, this is John Codron. You know, every day we're constantly hearing about how bad everything is. Well, isn't it time to hear about what's right and good? Isn't it time for some good news? If your answer is yes, then you need the Good News Journal, published by our very own Evelyn Davison. With a healthy dose of happiness, hope, and humor, the Good News Journal is distributed for free at hundreds of locations throughout Central Texas, including Walmart, Popeye Chicken, HEB, Bob Bullock Museum, libraries and churches and did we say that it's free for advertising information or to have an article published call 512-249-6535 that's the good news journal an inspirational patriotic journal published quarterly to bring you the lord's good news the good news journal 512-249-6535 and you can also read it online at thegoodnewsjournal.net Ellison Salazar, Garage and Body Shop. At Ellison Salazar, customer satisfaction is our main concern. For a tune-up or major body work, Central Texans have trusted Ellison Salazar for over 55 years. Ellison Salazar, hail damage specialist, smoothing out life's dents and bumps. Big or small, for you and your car. Now at three locations, south at 4501 South Congress, north at 8808 Research Boulevard, and new northwest location at 8425 Anderson Mill Road. Call 444-5555. That's 444-5555. Ellison Salazar. Fixing your auto problems and needs with a happy face and the best professional touch. 